Welcome to the season two of the Youth of Future podcast. This is Sushrut. This is Tanish. And we hope to bring you immense value through our episodes. So, you know, a champion is someone who gets up even when he can't. Today we have one such person with us. Here's Parvand. Hello, everyone. My name is Parvand Krishnan, and I play Taekwondo for India. I am uh, ranked number three in India and number two thirty-two in the world. And uh, I thank you guys so much for having me today. And your podcast is going to help put out a good story into the world. So thanks, guys. Yeah, it's our pleasure, man. It's our pleasure. You know, so like I want to ask this question. Let's get into it. So you've been in this field for a long time now, and starting is very difficult. But you know what is very what is even more difficult is actually coming back after a setback. So let's dive straight into it. And like, do you have any a good comeback story? Uh, I have quite the one, and it's uh, very recent actually. So 2017 was a very good year for uh, you know generally me and all the people of my academy, and uh, you know we were in almost something we can call the touch of our lives physically and technically. But then, uh, you know, 2018 came and the same form was, you know, carried forward. But uh, what happened is we went for the Asian Championship trial in Ranchi. And uh, there I had an injury to my left wrist, which, yeah. um, you know, at the start, it was just, you know, an impact injury and, you know, nothing serious. So I showed it to the doctor and uh, the doctor said, you know, just took a, an x-ray and said that, you know, it's just a ligament problem. So you can just... wrap it up and keep playing you know apply ice whenever pains or something like that so then i continued and uh, what happened is in uh, june after playing a couple of tournaments after this injury uh, the pain didn't stop so we consulted one of the better you know hand surgeons in pune and uh, he asked me to get an mri and some scans done and uh, when the report came back you know the first first time we went to him after the reports came back he said have you read the report i said yeah we read there's a fracture and thing like that so the first thing he told me was that parvan this is the end of the road for you you can't play taekwondo anymore so you know that was how this all started off and then uh, so he then gave us a full you know diagnosis of what all had happened and he said there's a the mri shows there's a ligament tear there's one bone that no you know no blood is reaching the bone so he told us some conditions and said that uh, it will have to be operated upon and that uh, there was no taekwondo after the surgery so it was a huge shock you know and then uh, after, we took a second opinion because you know naturally we weren't ready to believe this kind of thing and uh, then we took a second opinion but it was quite clear that he was right and you know uh, there was surgery was the only option so we went forward with it after about 2 months we got the surgery done it was quite quite a bad experience meaning uh, the 5 months of uh, physiotherapy and recovery after that it was quite painful you know and uh, the thing is they had to do a bone grafting so there was an inc- incision to my left wrist and there was an incision in my hip as well so it was quite hard and then uh, after the surgery you know the 5 to 6 months of not training because of the incision in the hip and then having to sit out of the class not train because of the hip i couldn't do any strength exercises as well mm-hmm. so it was quite 
a disturbing period but then uh, 6 months later the doctor said okay you have done pretty well in your recovery so you'll have a full recovery you'll get your full range of motion back and uh, there was one day where we just went to him for a follow up you know we had been prepared for a retirement if you can call it that okay but uh, then uh, he said that yeah you'll make a full recovery and there was one day we went to him and he said fine you can now start competing again oh that was God. one of the happiest moments of my life and uh, then uh, after that the thing is the first tournament i played after that was the university nationals which was in rota and uh, immediately from there we went to the world championships trial in tamil nadu okay. and uh, imi- those two tournaments uh didn't get a great result but uh, after that i went to the india open in hyderabad got some good performances there and uh, went to chunchion right after that so i can say i came back pretty well yeah. and uh, so that's yeah i so think the biggest comeback story uh, uh, you know after of the first game that you played after this complete injury i was actually quite nervous because you know this whole experience that i have had with taekwondo is that once you get injured the chances are that you get injured in the same spot again and again because it it becomes weak right you don't get sometimes uh-huh. you don't get enough time to strengthen it again mm-hmm. so the fear was that you know the same spot will get injured and what if this time it doesn't heal as well Mm-hmm. so that fear was there so there were all kinds of precautions you know stuffing the gloves with crepe bandage taping the hand up so all that was there but you know certain uh, basic changes in technique like keeping the fist closed keeping the hands close to the body very basic improvements helped me to not ever get injured there again so since then i have never had an injury to the same place so nice. it's like a lesson nice nice basically they said that you know when you are hit with a problem it actually changes your life for the better it is the difference that makes the difference like uh, there are a lot of stories like there was this person i i cannot take the name right now but there was this person who was actually a bike rider and he was an international bike rider but he did not achieve any gold medals until before he got testicular cancer and you know it is very difficult mm. for a man to actually who actually drives a bike as his profession to have testicular cancer but still overcome and you know this is an amazing story right because this comeback the difference that made the difference the testicular cancer actually pushed him emotionally more to get to his target and that is how he set up to achieve and set more records okay so this brings us to our next question he actually won seven championships yeah Ah, uh, yeah, he won seven championships. <laughs> After this, okay. yeah. all games are eighty percent strategy and twenty percent effort. So, what do you have to say about strategies and effort? Ah, uh, actually, I would put it the other way around. It's a eighty percent effort and twenty percent strategy because you know I have been watching these international tournaments closely, and uh, strategy is important. But then the thing is that it's not. as important or as vital to a game as pushing yourself and giving a 100% mm-hmm. because there is always going to be a time when 
you know you don't see to make strategies you need to know what you're up against it's the most basic requirement but there are always going to be times when you don't know your opponent or you don't know his style you have never seen him play before you have not even heard his name before mm-hmm. so in such cases the important thing is to just stick with the basics or stick to what you are comfortable with and uh, just try and capitalize on your strengths and as you go ahead with the game you keep discovering what his weaknesses and his strengths are and what yeah yeah Uh, you know also like when you are in the field and you are prepared but the mind often plays games and makes us doubt ourselves even though we know we are 100% prepared so how do you deal with the pressure and how do you tame your mind so pressure one has to face it everyone handles it differently so mm-hmm. there are physical reactions to pressure there are behavioral reactions to pressure like some people will sweat a lot some people feel sleepy i am one of those people i feel very sleepy under pressure it's just a physical thing there's nothing i can do about it. so yeah. it's unavoidable and everybody handles it differently but the key is to you know accept it embrace it and channelize it because if it's something that is going to be there then you can't try and escape it you have mm-hmm. to accept it and then try and see how you can make the best use of it so and some uh, there are some people who actually flourish under pressure so uh many examples of it in my own academy people who in practice will perform very ordinarily or you know make half hearted efforts but when they are actually competing and under pressure they'll give performances that you know even the coach sometimes feels that they are these are unheard levels of performance okay. and uh, sometimes what happens is when you compete for a long time or continuously in a short period of time pressure becomes your friend you mm-hmm. you know you know how to manage it and it is you know what we call butterflies in the stomach mm. so that feeling is actually quite important for good performance because the uh, people who don't feel pressure are very unlikely to perform at you know the peak of the performance levels mm. yeah is it okay to say that the people who actually don't feel the pressure don't take the complete thing seriously uh i think yes it it will be safe to say that but uh, there are some people who are naturally you know who whose natural reaction to any kind of stress is to just you know just go all out and not worry about it right keep grinding that's there too yeah you know right. also how do you deal with self doubt <laughs> actually the thing is these things are more to do with the long periods of practice before a competition or before any major phase so you know the harder you have trained the less likely you are to doubt yourself so if mm-hmm. you know that you are at a certain level then there is a good chance that you have a have a perfect idea of where you stand with respect to the competition and what kind of performance levels you are likely to reach Mm-hmm. so because what happens is when you go for international tournaments we can take a look at the lot sheet and we know which players perform how well and which players are unheard of or whatever so mm-hmm. and plus there's a ranking system at the international level so based on the rank you can gauge a player a little bit so that's one factor and uh, you know 
I think self doubt is something that you can't, you know, it's it comes at times, but you just have to, you know, power through it. Powering through it, very strong word. You know, basically, when you have self doubt and stuff, you just use it to channelize and tell yourself about what you want to become. Great. So this gets us to the next question, which is: Do you believe in the power of mind? Yeah, definitely. Mind. The mind is. It's either the most potent tool you have, or it can be. It can also be the biggest obstacle in your way. Okay. So, like you said, self doubt. Then uh, people, you know, feel that, you know, how can I, uh, you know, compete with the people at the top levels? So this doubt or this false notion that other people are superior for some reason or we are inferior for some reason can be a huge obstacle. So just the other day, uh, when this page had put up a the story about me, uh, I received a message saying that uh, what is mission 2024. So I told him uh, it's the Paris Olympics. So he said, uh, can I participate too? I said, why not? So he says that. Uh, so then, what do I have to do for it? I said, you have to compete in the international level tournaments and uh, get your ranking up. So he said that uh, you know those international level tournaments are too difficult and I can't win there. So things like this, that you know something is too difficult to do, is just it's a huge obstacle. You know, it may well be that the person who sent me this message. is uh, you know a really good player but is just there in his mind that uh, you know something is too difficult or the, those people are far superior than us so yeah. there's no reason to believe all this i don't know why people do so basically you what you are saying is that your mind is like a huge machine and you control all of it and you can either use the powers to dig a hole for yourself or use the powers to actually get something done get something good done for yourself Yeah. you can but uh, the part where you control it completely is also not true because you know you can control a certain part of it and mm-hmm. that certain part that you do control it all depends on how you manage that okay. so like things like determination you know will power these things have to come from within and there is an amazing thing that i have experienced called personal growth you know the belief and the want for personal growth is such an amazing thing that it can do wonders but you know the thing is people need to discover it more they need to explore the possibilities more and people need to be told about it yeah yeah you know so it uh, is through podcasts yeah. and stories like these that it's going to come forward yeah yeah thank you yeah you know so when i like when i was playing at a competitive level i used to play chess so what happened was my coach used to tell me to go and visualize the result and imagine how everything will work out in your favor not like just wishful thinking but actually visualizing the problems and how you will overcome them and just i didn't get it back then but he was telling me to actually convey the message to my subconscious mind so do you so do you believe in those things yeah visualization is one of the things we do so mm-hmm. what happens is while training so suppose i'm running on the treadmill and i have nothing to do you know there's music playing and stuff like that so i am constantly thinking about the next tournament the people i may face there what their styles are how i will tackle them things like that and then of course there's you know visualization of 
when you're not doing anything you just visualize i won the gold medal at the olympics and things like that it's just you know it's something you just keep doing no matter what what level yeah. you're at yeah yeah you know so basically your mind does not know the difference between vivid visualization and reality so because like some like if you have visualized something very clearly and you have like done a lot of you're into it completely your mind makes it into a real experience you know it's that it's the level of congruency that your mind goes to in order to get to your, the goal of your visualization so there's there was an interesting study conducted you can read about it it's really good and um, also one more thing is like do you believe in the subconscious mind i do i do because the thing is uh, so my personal experience i have observed that during tournaments there are some people who before the fights they just go into their own you know their own world like you can say something to them and they won't even realize it so they kind of zone out and they are completely focused on the fight and what they're going to do rather than what is going on around them which is i think a very good thing and the second thing is that uh, you know some things that uh, you have never done during training i have experienced this personally during a fight that some things that i have never done during training but you know uh, certain techniques or something like that so which i have never done during training but during the fight i see the chance and it just comes out mm-hmm. which is you know kind of i think which is a feature of you know somewhere at the back of the mind i have it but it just it's not uh, i can't do it deliberately it just comes out okay and uh, you know the visualization like you said so visualization is basically you know stimulating the subconscious mind so you're mm-hmm. trying to get your mind into a phase where if that occasion actually arrives you're not overwhelmed by the occasion yes mm-hmm. you have a kind of even though it's fake you have an idea of how it's going to be and what you're expected to do yes okay so uh, basically when you start or aren't doing well you face criticism and you are often interrupted by setbacks how can one deal with those mm, see setbacks are going to be there whether it's sport or any other field and uh, the thing is people i don't know if it's you know a feature of what it is a feature of but you know people are very quick to inject negativity into somebody who is doing something different mm, so right. people are afraid of the different i don't know why so they think that if somebody is doing something different it's going to end up badly and they you know they just feel free to be vocal about it mm-hmm. so i feel that uh the key to uh criticism is that you should break it down to a logical level okay so you listen to something that somebody says which is critical of what you're doing you listen to it you analyze it and if there's something that you can really take from it then definitely work on it because you know not all criticism is negative there is constructive criticism so you if there's something to take from it definitely take it and then if the, you just leave out the rest because you say yes to everybody and then just do what you want to do mm-hmm. that's what i follow so basically you have to be kind of 
um, not, I won't say selfish, but kind of selfish to actually, you know, get only the advice that helps you. Yeah, you have to basically be able to just take certain part and leave out the rest and not be bothered by it. You know, some people go into this thing, how can he say like this? How can he say like that? But I think just leave that part out. Listen to everybody, say yes to everybody. And just then do whatever you feel is right. And also the people around somebody who's doing something different. I think if they can't say something that helps, they shouldn't say anything at all. If you feel something is wrong, constructive criticism is more than welcome. But just plain and simple negativity. That is the problem. Right. So if you can't say something that can help, don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perfect. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, um, also like you play at such a high level. So you must have encountered failures. How do you deal with those? Uh, so failures, yes, <laughs> quite a lot of them. But uh, the thing is, like you have a story. You know, you can't start winning immediately. So uh, the first thing is, first thing is to be prepared for failure. And, uh, you know, accept the fact that there are going to be failures. You can't say that I'll start playing now and within a few months I should get results. You will not. Because there are guys who have worked for years and years, who are much older than you, much more experienced than you, and most times have worked harder than you. So then uh, it's uh, very difficult to put in words the feeling of losing. But what we try to do is we, uh, you know, analyze the graph of performance rather than a win or a loss. You analyze whether your performance graph has been going up or it has stabilized or it is going down. So you look at it as a graph and you are, we try to be more concerned with whether the graph is going up or not. So if it's going up and I lose a fight, it's fine. And if I'm winning fights, but my graph is stabilized or it's going down, then it's a reason to worry. And uh, I have to work on it in training. So that's the approach we follow. Yeah. Also, do you have a failure story? Like majority, like what happens is we, uh, me and Tanish, before this whole thing was up, we actually failed in two startups. And like they didn't even get off the ground. Like no, no response, nothing. And like those two startups are now the foundation of what we do here. Like they are the current foundation of what, like it will be out soon. The whole announcement is soon, but uh, this is the first time I'm talking about it. Like the whole thing, which we had two ideas, which were really unique and no one was doing it. And we tried to base our whole thing on those two ideas. And what happened was we got zero response. Like it was out, it was aired, everything we spent some money on it was we got zero response. But now, but the two lessons that we learned, they were priceless. So whenever we with so much love, with much fondness, because without that, this wouldn't have happened. So we believe that failure is a stepping stone for success or at least progress and progress equals happiness. So what do you have a failure story? There are, there are many. So uh, I'll tell you about uh, the most recent one. So I went to UAE and uh, there was a tournament there. And from there we had to go to Jordan. So UAE was an okay performance, fine, everything done. 
Jordan, it was just the two of us. So me and my teammate, and uh, we went there, and uh, you know it was quite a good lot for me. So just three fights, third fight final, and if I won the first fight, I would have won the bronze medal by default. So it was a direct quarter final, and the guy I faced in the quarter final was from Luxembourg, and he was world rank 899 with about one or two points. And I thought, okay, fine, this is a very good draw. So bronze medal in the pocket. and let's take it from there so first fight you know i go up all ready to you know win the bronze medal so i go up there and for some reason i choke so badly i don't know there is no explanation to it just classic case of choking okay. and uh, so i come out of there all out of breath and which is not like me after one fight you know but uh, you know come out of there all out of breath and uh, i spoke to my coach so he just asked me what happened i had nothing to tell him because i didn't know myself it was just no explanation choking and uh, so then we came back from there and uh, i showed my coach the clip from the fight and uh, he asked me a lot of questions which i had no answers to and uh, then we started working on it in training and then what happened is after that there were no international tournaments because of the virus situation and just before the first lockdown started there was a university national in patiala so university nationals we went there you know with no expectations saying that i am in no shape right now and uh, you know that uh, whatever happens we just accept it come back and work on it in training but uh, i went there and uh, i put in quite a good performance i came back showed my coach the clip and he said that you know there is a very stark difference between what you were in jordan and what you did in patiala so the whole thing was just you know either it was a mental thing or you know i don't know maybe overwhelmed by the occasion like i said mm-hmm. but uh, i don't know there's no explanation to it and uh, you know the whole key to the whole patiala performance was coming back working on it in training accepting that it happened and not you know just trying to dig for answers just accepting and moving on because there are always going to be phases like this and there's no point in you know crying over spilt milk so basically you know what they say um failure is not the opposite of success it is the way to success right right great okay so this gets us to our next question which is diet and exercise make up a huge part of your life right and so what do you have to say about having a healthy diet and getting ample exercise uh so exercise of course uh, most part of it is taken care of by the coaches and the physical demands of training in general so while mm-hmm. doing a lot of the technical training meaning i am speaking only for taekwondo right now because i don't know about other sports and uh, exercise the physical the technical training for the sport demands a lot of physical you know exercise gets taken care of when you train regularly when you follow a good workout routine at the academy itself so then you know you have to put in basic work on your own in the mornings or whenever and uh, then whatever technical training that takes care of the exercise part but diet yes it's a very neglected part of indian sport and uh, 
i think that uh, it can make all the difference in competition so mm-hmm. because you know there are many countries like the top countries in taekwondo in asia if you take iran tajikistan korea their diets are so naturally suitable for sport and physical activity that mm-hmm. they outperform people on the basis of physical fitness okay and muscle strength oh my but God. Uh, because you know countries like iran tajikistan the middle east they have a lot of dry fruits by default in their diet because that's what is grown there and mm-hmm. uh, they eat a lot of meat so high protein so things like these make a huge difference and uh, then uh, so you know we are left with the option of supplements but you know supplements are really expensive and even some of the foods that are natural sources of nutrition are expensive or not available inaccessible to most of the people so then that's a big obstacle in the nutrition area and uh, you know i think if uh, that aspect is taken care of the average performance of sportsmen across the board will rise quite a you know large amount mm-hmm. i recently checked out your instagram and you do post a lot of workout videos and everything so yeah so what about that how is that a part of your life actually the thing is i you know since this lockdown started i have been training at home and since now there are going to be no tournaments in for a long time so you know i thought why not treat this as an off season and work on you know physical conditioning strength training and all things not technical because once the normal routine at the academy starts it's going to be mostly technical training and we are expected to work on our physicals on our own so which you know it becomes a little difficult with uh, things like college and uh, you know thing uh, helping out at home so then i thought why not you know work, use this time to work on strength and conditioning so what i did was i used to work out we have a terrace i work out there and uh, one of my friends said why don't you use this to boost your you know boost your reach meaning if you yeah. just record it and put it on social media you get a few people here and there to know your story mm-hmm. a few more people will know that there's such a person who's doing something good and uh, it's it's just a start let's see we pl- we have planned quite a lot of things okay. but uh, you know it's just we are going slow with it. Okay. yeah everyone check yeah, out yeah. instagram profile we will be sharing the link and his username in the description below yeah um also like one more thing that um you know uh, this lockdown for a lot of people a lot of people actually criticized the lockdown and everything but for us for basically me tanish and a lot of people it's been a blessing because we've we've grown more than we ever could imagine and like it's just about your perspective right like you're working out at your home while while a lot of people are criticizing that they can't go out and are doing nothing so if you come out of this lockdown with zero skills learned you actually can't, you don't have the will you need to build the will to do something because this is totally. a very creative period yeah this is a very creative period this is a period where we need to be creative if you want to keep constantly growing if you want to keep progressing as i as i mentioned earlier like progress equals happiness 
you need to keep progressing you need to keep progressing and this was a very good period because every thing like you were at home basically you were people like us we never are at home we always complain that we have to do we are always out and everything but this period was really good because we actually got to be at home and do the things which we actually can't do in under normal circumstances so yeah it's all about having the right perspective uh, yeah and yeah, so, so talking about social media you know uh, i got to this like we have a huge belief in social media we'll share that soon so it was that how do you use social media and how important is it to actually frame your mindset and reach out to people social media actually i have a funny story uh, i wasn't very big on social media until a little while ago because uh, i used to have i wasn't active on facebook i was just you know instagram on and off that's it but then uh, you know some some time ago and uh, during this lockdown i realized that uh, things like sponsorship visibility and uh, even sometimes very important information is mm-hmm. accessible only through social media mm-hmm. and uh, that if used well social media is a very strong weapon to tell people about the sport since taekwondo is like a fringe sport so most people don't know about it yet very few people who practice the sport or know somebody who practice the sport and that's about it you know there is no um media coverage of taekwondo there is no you know hype about taekwondo right. so it's a big challenge and you know social media is one of the tools that can help overcome it in a huge way then uh, well directed use of social media can get you sponsorships can get you you know uh, some of the top uh, corporates can you know reach out to you or you can reach out to them so that's very important because uh, once you start playing international tournaments sponsorship is your backbone you can't do anything without it if if you you know you can have a world rank and an olympic rank of 1 and there is no point if you don't have the right financial back mm-hmm. so social media helps us you know be spotted and recognized by the top people who are willing to sponsor and then you know athletes need to explore the whole possibilities of social media because it is i feel a lot of it is still untapped because uh, you know people are doing really great things with social media and uh, yeah take you guys for example you know you guys have grown so much in such a short span and uh, it's mostly and you started off through social media right yeah so it can make a huge difference you know if you if used well that is it's very easy to get carried away on social media too but uh, well directed use can be very huge difference and uh, you know i used to be i wasn't very fond of using social media and you know i used to be uh, that's also the reason i have two accounts on instagram mm-hmm. so because i just keep one for my personal use very limited you know circles and one for the use of getting sponsors or maybe you know just the one that is visible to the world amazing yeah great okay yeah. um so this brings us to another question is that 
what are your three favorite books i would one is uh, the autobiography of andre agassi which is open okay then uh, another i am not very big on reading so another one would be animal farm okay <laughs> and uh, i guess i guess those two <laughs> okay yeah you know so, i believe that reading has a huge yeah. influence on your mind and it helps a lot in shaping and grooming the mind no matter what kind of books do you read it always is going to put a positive impact on you so that is why this is a question that we ask a lot of time so yeah so i want to ask you how big a role do institutions and organizations we associate ourselves with play in this field yeah so the role of institutions is quite big see uh, i have been very lucky to be a part of the all the institutions that i have been a part of so far have been very supportive of my sports and uh, they are they have provided me everything i have needed you know minor inconveniences here and there but that's fine you know it it's part and parcel of being an athlete and you have to work for everything you get you know you can't expect people to give you something for free so minor inconveniences excluded they have been very supportive of me but i know of people who you know their school has said that they went to ask for leave for some tournament and the school says that no we won't give you leave for a tournament because you are playing a certain sport and not some other sport and also that uh, you know if you take leave on those days then we will take strict action against you so this is the kind of attitude that is also there so the the key is to not you know treat one sport as something great and one sport as something that is you know unnecessary or right you know very wrong so then uh, the the second thing is workplaces so workplaces can offer athletes very basic things like leave for tournaments then uh, you know a limited uh, space you know limited uh, work during the times they are busy with some of their sporting activities then they can give them slight uh, you know uh, in case their athlete uh, needs a little bit of financial help they can give it to them in the form of you know anything it can be kind it can be uh, money to participate in some local tournament so very basic things like that but then again the point comes in the attitude of the person in charge and how he perceives he or she perceives you know the sport so that is very important and you know uh, basically so let me talk about my institutions so symbiosis school so should you know <laughs> how it was so the teachers uh, and uh, you know the principal they were very supportive they you know they would encourage me they would uh, you know give me leave whenever i needed it they would help me complete you know all my assignments and work and stuff they even rescheduled exams for me so they supported me a lot but then you know the factor of teachers on one side and the school staff on one side and the students on the other so you know i used to get a lot of negativity from my fellow students which is absolutely shameful i mean if somebody is doing something and you are giving him negativity for it then it is it you know shows that you know the fear of the different like i said right 
so it needs to be discouraged and it needs to be stopped mm-hmm. but otherwise you know the institutes have been very supportive and of course there are going to be characters like this everywhere so that's fine right so i also have to ask you about the mental attitudes like being in a sport where you actually need a lot of strength what do you have to say about you know the mental attitudes uh, in the game so you mean like the people around me when um no not exactly about your mental attitude during the game you know because it all starts from here basically even i am a mountaineer and i have been climbing since the age of 12 and i have personally a lot of experience about the mental attitude like everything begins from here i was on a mountain where the summit was almost impossible 20 28 people left the camp and only five of them submitted and when asked uh, the rest 23 about why did they give up everyone told reasons of the mental attitude it all begins right here this is what i believe this is what i have seen and what do you have to say from the taekwondo perspective about the mental attitudes so yeah so <laughs> this is a huge factor because it's a combat sport so even before enrolling their kid for a taekwondo class people have this thing that you know what if he gets hurt so they see it as plain and simple swinging around of the legs and hands which it is absolutely not because people don't know about the sport so it's natural to have these doubts but uh, you know then once you are a part of it like i am you realize that it is about 90% technical and the remaining 10% is physical and even that physical thing is comes from uh, you know some people who don't have the same amount of technical skill as the other person they are the ones who cause injuries and uh, things so that is what causes fear among the people and you know once you get to a point where i am right now where you know the sport inside out you realize that there is nothing to be afraid of and uh, it is more performance anxiety than it is the fear of getting hurt so you know there is uh, kicks to the face involved and uh, people say that you know what if there is a serious injury you know people get knocked out and stuff like that i say to them yes people do get knocked out, but then that is a part of the sport and it's also kind of the beauty of the sport so you know it's uh, nothing to be afraid of it's something to be appreciated and uh, you know while playing the only thing you feel is performance anxiety and uh, yeah you know that's about it you just have to go ahead and uh, you know you have to embrace it so i i just feel that you know the fear that is there is one of the biggest factors but once you get to a certain level it just goes away you know once you understand the sport better uh, since we are on the topic of the mental attitude and everything i want to ask you how important for you is mental health and how do you take care of it so yeah mental health is i think again one of the most neglected things in indian sport and in most fields i guess not only sport right. because uh, you know people talk about physical strength people talk about technical skill nobody talks about how mental health affects performance and affects the person in general so you know uh, it's really important that uh, 
athletes are educated about this why athletes only athletes edu- being educated is not enough I educate everybody that is involved in the journey of the athlete about mental health right. and you know tell them that it is okay to not be okay and that they have to accept the need to seek help or to talk about mental health and you know they have to go ahead and do it not just you know say that this is wrong with me this is wrong with me go ahead and get it corrected or right. get help for it because you know uh, after the the an athlete's journey is pretty rough you know mm-hmm. even is uh, with the kind of routines that athletes usually follow you know social life is close to zero and right. uh, they, they really don't have any time for uh, things like you know going out with friends and uh, maybe meeting new people and things like because they are so busy and so tired at the end of the day that they don't have the time and the energy for all this mm-hmm. so you know that plays a huge role and uh, you know after the jordan incident that i told you about i spoke to this sports psychologist who uh, was in the army sports institute his name is dr vikrant mahajan mm-hmm. and uh, he helped me through that whole phase you know after that i was like why am i wasting my time if i am going to perform like this that was the state i had reached and uh, you know i was like then i should drop taekwondo and do something that i may ap- actually be good at you know that is the level of you know how down i was and uh, i spoke to him so he just simply you know talked me through it and uh, you know he he brought me to a stage after it that he gave me a few mantras of super positivity and things like you know not looking at the big picture and not looking at one off results and he said that uh, you know basic things like uh, abstaining from eating some one thing that you like or giving up social media for a while the basic things that we like a lot and are a huge part of our lives just staying away from them for some time or simple sacrifices like this can you know bring what your major goals are like mine is to play the paris 2024 olympics so it's things like these can bring the bigger goals in your life in fact the biggest goals in your life into perspective and it can you know help you see clearly the path to these goals right so after this jordan incident he brought me to a point where i was itching for the next tournament and mm-hmm. uh, you know that journey from saying why should i waste my time to actually being impatient for the next tournament is a huge journey Right. so i don't think i can put it in words but it is a massive change and in a matter of a few weeks not even a few months a few weeks that is the power of seeking help from someone seeking wow. professional help right we talk yeah. a lot about this um your friends might also help you with this complete thing but you know seeking professional help always works we had a great story right here because you know parwand told us about the professional help that he seeked with the complete mental health thing and it actually boosted his career and you know this is a suggestion that we give to everyone please if you have any mental health problem please seek a professional and get everything corrected thank you so yeah. much for joining us today uh, parwan and yeah. you know yeah so you know this like 
I just thought of this like it came to me right now. It was like you know Steve Jobs said you know like have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow know what you truly want to become. So uh, this one thing uh, came to my mind, and yeah, I can associate it so much to what you've talked to about today. And yeah, I really loved what you spoke about today, and it's really powerful. So thank you for thank you so much, Parvan. We wish you all the best. You know. And guys, thank you for so thank you so much for tuning in for the You the Future podcast. We we hope that you have gained tremendous value and have been served. You know, check us out on Instagram and Facebook as You the Future dot in and You the Future Youth platform respectively. We hope to see you next time. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you guys. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Yeah, and we are really well. much looking forward to seeing you play in the twenty twenty four Paris Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Yeah.